Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm super excited this week to share with you a cover song uh, that the boys and I have been working on for the last four weeks. Uh, It was a big dream of mine to sing three-part harmony with both of my sons, Tyler, who is a lead singer, songwriter, uh, guitar player, piano player, uh, harmonica player, and um, also producer and arranger, and also with my son Trapper, who has been the drummer in my band, Srimati, and is also the drummer in his own band, Analemma. Uh, Trapper started singing about maybe a year ago, and I really, really loved the tone in his voice. So I was really keen to get the three of us together on a song where we could actually blend our voices uh, and experience uh, that sort of super special thing that happens when you connect in with other artists and, uh, and sing together. So I'm really, really, really pleased with the song. Uh, Tyler did an extraordinary job of producing and arranging it along with Hari. And uh, Trapper leads the song off uh, on lead vocal, and then I come in in the middle, and then uh, Tyler finishes with his solo verse, um, all of us coming in together uh, to sing harmonies at the end. So anyway, it's with uh, great joy that I present this to you. I hope you enjoy the song uh, as much as we enjoyed creating it. Check it out. Namaste.
I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we got pretty folky in some places. Uh, anyway, it was a, it was a blast and it's, um, it's documented, it's printed for all history and, uh, it's just a great experience. And I feel blessed to have been able to, um, to sing with my boys on, on that track. So also, um, just huge gratitude to Hetty West for actually adapting this song. Um, she is copyrighted as the writer on the track. Um, but it also is a song that came from traditional folk music and was, it's changed quite a bit as every artist has put their hands on it. It seems to have gone through a few incarnations, which is a beautiful thing and a beautiful evolution. So, um, anyway, thanks so much for listening and, um, Let's get on with the episode. So I was really trying to uh, tune in to what would be the ideal uh, subject to dive into on this week's episode. I've gotten so many amazing questions from all of you guys um, that I kind of don't know what to grab first. Um, we have some very, very serious life issues that are happening uh, in our lives currently, um, and we could use some support with a lot of these um, more traumatic things that are coming up for review. So I think I'm going to uh, just go ahead and dive in. And um, if you remember last week's subject, um, I discussed sexual healing and I discussed um, just sort of some imbalances in the human condition around sexuality. Um, I proposed some ways to possibly perceive uh, sexuality in a higher vibration, in a more expanded way. And, um, also shared a healing technique to, um, close and, um, sort of terminate, um, relationships and contracts with certain individuals, uh, that we needed closure with. Um, I also, uh, within that technique used a, a sort of sexual entity release technique to clear any trauma from any past life or any current conditions that we may have been carrying in our physical bodies um, and energetic bodies, known or unknown to us. Um, I got a lot of really great support from that, so I hope you guys found that helpful. And then uh, kind of not missing a beat, uh, I received a letter from a listener. I'm not going to reveal um, the identity or the name of this individual, but, um, she sent me a very, um, very emotional letter, a very, uh, sincere letter, letter reaching out to me for some assistance. Um, somebody in her family, uh, had, uh, been raped in another country and she was, uh, just clearly traumatized and, um, you know, dealing with all kinds of emotions, anger and, and, um, fear and sadness and grief and just the pain of, of having to stand by as a loved one, uh, would go through such a traumatic event. And, uh, certainly when, uh, the act of rape, uh, happens, it is, uh, just a violation of unparalleled proportions, um, because it is in fact, uh, violating or, uh, affecting, uh, the most sacred energy, the most, um, pristine and sacred and, uh, holy energy that we have, uh, within our, uh, our human being within our physical being. Uh, so I just want to first say before getting into the details of this, that, 
Um, I have been holding uh, you in my heart in meditation. I am uh, deeply um, uh, touched and feel you and your family with so much compassion. And I am seeing you surrounded in grace, surrounded in healing and in support. Um, and I am holding the space uh, for your family member to find her way um, through this experience. In fact, rising through it to be uh, uh, stronger and more evolved and more expanded as a result of it, uh, rather than uh, harmed and um, affected in a negative way uh, from the very, very, very serious and very traumatic um, course of events. So um, please know that I am feeling you um, in that way and holding that space for you. So um, getting into uh, how does one deal with this uh, type of situation, you know, it's extremely loaded. I mean, it, it certainly is. And not only are we feeling uh, this exact uh, circumstance, but we're dealing with thousands and thousands of years of memories of ourselves, our sisters, our mothers, our aunts, our girlfriends, uh, being, uh, being raped, being violated sexually. And of course we cannot leave men out of this, um, uh, you know, out of the, out of the subject because there is also a lot of rape that a lot of sexual imbalance that is inflicted against men. So what is the divine perspective when something of this nature occurs, something that is so serious and so incredibly traumatic? Um, how do we even find a place to reconcile this or find a place of divinity within it? And the first thing that I would like all of us to do is just take a big breath together and then release that breath. And again, inhaling and exhaling. And finally, again, inhaling and exhaling. And taking our awareness into our zero point, into the point right below the sternum and finding that place where we first feel in our hearts, finding a place of neutrality, of peace, of equilibrium as we prepare to explore the subject. So as I see it, when we find ourselves in these kind of experiences, uh, we really have uh, very limited choices. Uh, we can either choose fear, uh, which is what the energy wants to do to us. It wants to bring us to a point of disconnection, of loss, of um, being despondent, of being um, apathetic, um, defeated. Uh, or we can try to locate this place of love that is really the essence of who we all are. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that we try to find love for this perpetrator at this point in time. Um, it is not advised and you cannot even do it. You can't affect it. You can't become neutral and loving until you have processed all the emotions from the experience. And likely it will take some time to filter through this experience and actually go through all the different layers. The first thing though, that I want to call attention to is that taking a wider view or an expansive view is your friend. That is the way through. That is the support that is going to carry you through and get you out of the inner workings of the trauma which can keep you trapped. The second thing that I want to point out is that we must honor each being as a divine emanation of creation, of force, of God, of the universe, of the cosmos. And for me, I feel deeply that all of us at some level of awareness expanded beyond the body participated in the architecture of our lives. So it's as if each one of us designed a certain series of events to occur in a certain order and a certain progression for a specific experience of evolution. Now, this is very hard to... Um, accept or to, uh, really, you know, wrap your hand, wrap your head around it because we are asking ourselves in the human body, why would anybody ever choose such an experience in their lives? Why would anybody ever want to choose to, uh, have a child die, to, uh, be raped, to be murdered, uh, to go through divorce or extreme loss or uh, go through a tsunami or uh, lose everything to fire or become um, hurt in an accident. I mean, the, the list of these traumas that can happen in a life are, they go on and on. And I can't give an answer for that. None of us really can have an answer for that. But when we are in these moments of this extreme trauma, rising into an expanded perspective of what has occurred is a very, very powerful way to navigate this very difficult experience and find within it a gift, a jewel, a spark, a light, a purpose, a mission, something that is going to cause so much evolution, or I want to say inspire, ignite so much evolution within your being that it will completely change you and catalyze uh, a transformation that you would never trade for anything. You know, if you talk to people who are cancer survivors or who have survived, you know, various traumatic experiences in their lives, 
many of them will say that they wouldn't have traded the experience for anything because it was that experience that catalyzed the evolution or the rising up, the phoenix coming out of the ashes, so to speak. It's in the very, very dark experiences that we have the opportunity for our greatest expansion, for our greatest unfoldment, our greatest evolution, to return home to this vast consciousness, which is who we all really are. In addition, we have to be very, very careful that we uh, hold the frequency of being the healers, the light workers, the ones that can hold the vision of this evolution, of this high place for our loved ones while they are in the process of their trauma. So another word for the trauma could be the sacred moment. So from the surface, we look at this individual, this beautiful being that is so dear to us, who has been violated, who has been hurt and harmed. And we see that it's the trauma that is defining this being. This being is being traumatized, has been uh, violated. Another way to look at it would be that this being is so powerful that she chose this, that she allowed this. And I don't mean she chose this because she wore a pretty dress. I'm talking about on a soul level, right? That this, this, this event, even though we can't reconcile it, even though there is no reconciliation for an event so horrific, that from her perspective, this experience is playing a very integral role in her evolution. Suddenly she is no longer the victim, but she is the co-creator. And I mean co-creator with the universe. She is the architect of her own life. So what I would say is consider giving her the respect of being a being that great and know for her while she recovers, while she, you know, makes sense of this, strives to make sense of it, tries to heal herself, you know, balances out, hold for her that awareness that she is this great consciousness and that she will rise from this and she will become transformed and this experience will not taint her in any way. It will not affect her in a negative way because she will take the gift of it and she will not waste it. She will use it for expansion, for transformation, for evolution. In my perspective, in my awareness, this is the only intelligent choice one could make in this situation. Um, it is the higher choice. It is the preferred choice. I once had a friend um, who used to park his Airstream on my land, and uh, he, uh, his name's Stu, um, and 
he went out riding with a friend for the day and they were cycling around the mountains and he peeled off and his friend went on and Stu would later find out many, many hours later that this man had crashed and ended up in ICU in the hospital, terribly hurt, father of many children with his wife. And Stu called me really shaken up, just, you know, um, feeling like, like why, why had it happened to this man? And they had, they had ridden together and why had it occurred that way? And why hadn't Stu been the one that fell? And I remember talking to him and just sharing this one perspective with him that I'm sharing with you on the show this week. And that was that, um, don't disrespect your friend in his sacred moment. Understand that he is the architect of his life. And this could be the catalyst that changes everything for him. And as spiritual beings having a human experience, the only thing we are in a human body for is for spiritual evolution. Now, for that spiritual evolution, I call in grace and beauty and peace and safety and protection and love and all the beautiful things, all the beautiful energies that I possibly can to surround all of our lives, to be with us as much as possible. And yet life has within it inherent these times of suffering. You know, it's, I didn't want my friend's son to drown ever in a million years. How, how could I, how could I have ever seen that? You know, I didn't want to lose all my money and suffer for like nine years. And, uh, I, I wouldn't choose that for myself, but obviously I did choose that for myself. So, um, it's a, it's a loaded subject and it takes, um, some deeper reflections and, and actually responsibility and a decision to take something and perceive it a, a certain way. Uh, but I would say, uh, by adopting a perspective such as this, such as that every experience could be your sacred moment, you are able to rise out of the victimhood and that right there is pure freedom. I hope you guys found this helpful to you. And uh, I want to ask for all of us listening to this podcast to spend a couple moments right now and uh, drop into the feeling place within your heart, the place where you first feel. And I want us to call to mind everyone who has ever been raped, anyone who has ever been violated sexually, bring them into our hearts and hold them in the highest vibration for experiencing their trauma as their sacred moment and understanding that they are powerful enough to clear this trauma, rise through it, and completely alchemize it into something completely different. 
this experience does not have to define who we are. It is who we are in the face of this experience that defines who we are. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We are co-creators. We are the architects of our own ex existence. And we are no victims. We are divine beings of God. And so until next time, I'm holding you all in my hearts with the highest emanation, the highest divine outcome, the highest divine space, no matter what the outward appearances are, I will hold you in the highest Christ emanation of God. Namaste. If you're feeling some healing and you like what you hear, please do donate and support the show. Thanks so much to everyone who's been supporting the show so far. Uh, I'm eternally grateful for all of your donations. Uh, you have been making it possible for me to produce the show and continue offering this content. So thank you very much. If you go to my website, srimati.com, uh, you can go to the podcast page and scroll down and find the donate button, which will lead you directly to PayPal. In addition, I finally got my Patreon profile up so you can become a sponsor of the show. I will be adding some gifts and some levels of donating on there within the next month, hopefully. Um, so I hope to see you guys on that platform. Um, also, I just want to mention that uh, Rich Roll and I, my soulmate and love and husband, um, did a relationship course that we offer on mindbodygreen.com. That's mindbodygreen.com. And uh, it's relationship course, a little over two hours. Um, and we share a lot of our experience of being together in a transformational and divine relationship for over 17 years. Rich and I are extremely different uh, human beings. And uh, uh, we have uh, had to be very creative in the way that we connect with each other. And we have a very, very beautiful and divine union uh, because of the way we've been able to meet each other in certain circumstances. So if you're interested in that, please do check it out. Um, I also have, um, as a part of that course, a sacred sex um, MP3, which is basically guiding you through setting up a sacred space and entering into a divine union with a partner uh, in a higher vibe way than most of us um, have been used to living on this planet. So anyway, thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank my sons, uh, Tyler and Trapper Pyatt, for their amazing musicianship and for being uh, just such a joy uh, to create music with. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the cover this week and we'll be working on more of those coming up in the future. If you want to connect with their music, which is extraordinary, um, they are Analema um, on uh, SoundCloud. That's A-N-A -A and then L-E-I-M-M-A. Uh, check them out there. They have some uh, SoundCloud uh, demo tracks you can check out. Um, they also have a Facebook page, Analema Band, 
Um, and they're also on Instagram, uh, Analema Band as well. And as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Srimati. That's S-R-I-M-A-T-I. I've been uh, in my food studio uh, going crazy. I'm cranking out a lot of new food. Been having a really fun time with that. Um, so check out my Instagram. I'm putting together a menu for uh, a, a Italy retreat that Rich and I are doing at the end of May. And uh, I hope to be offering those recipes in an ebook format uh, in about a month. Um, although I have to give you a disclaimer that, um, has happened with the cheese book that I'm working on. I was going to do an ebook, but then when my publishers saw the photos, um, instead they offered me a publishing deal. So, uh, I don't know exactly how that's going to go, but the plan is to, uh, offer the plant power way in an e-format. So we'll see how that goes. In addition, uh, I'm working on a yoga series. It's been brought to my attention internally, just how significant my asana practice has been in my evolution. I mean, it really is the foundation. It's the core that catalyzed everything for me. And for some reason, I chose not to teach it until this moment. So I'm actually uh, recording a a video next week. Um, The series is fantastic. It's uh, invigorating, it's stimulating, it's transcendental, it deepens your meditation uh, practice and also really, really just connects you with your body. So we need to really be in our physical bodies, really honor our bodies as divine temples. Um, and all of these, uh, all of these elements affect the body. Uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, check out my book, the plant power way. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, it's over 120 recipes of super tasty, vibrant, alive vegan food, not all raw. We're not raw. Um, just about 40% raw and the rest cooked. So it's real hearty food, warm, nourishing, and very healing for your body. Um, so I think that's it until next week. Um, remember to stay out of fear and spend time every day doing what you love, whatever it is, even if it's a half hour, um, do what you love and cultivate that energy around you. Um, and you will start to see and feel your life transformed. Um, also one more thing, Jai release meditation If you're not doing it yet, uh, you can find that also on my site. Incredibly powerful program, 30-minute practice. Uh, Do it for 40 days and see what happens in your life. Uh, It just might be extraordinary. Uh, Be well. I'll see you guys soon. Namaste. Namaste.